0: What's up, family? You are tuned into Law & Disorder, a podcast where we expose the cracks in our system, agitate for resistance, and collectively build a new world in which all of us can thrive. From KPFA Radio and the Pacifica Network, I'm your host, Kat Brooks. We are doing election coverage this morning and going to start in the East Bay with Councilmember Nikki Bass, who has held onto her seat as the District 2 representative defeating challenger Harold Lowe. Good morning, Councilmember Bass. Good morning. Thanks for having me. Thank you for joining us. How are you feeling this morning?
1: I'm feeling good. I'm very optimistic (laughs) about Oakland and Alameda Um, County with uh, Pamela Price on the line, too.
0: Yes, yes. Well, she'll she'll be joining us next. Councilmember Best, you won with 67% of the vote. Were you surprised at the landslide? I was and I wasn't. And the reason
1: that um, I was not surprised is because throughout my term, I have been engaging residents and voters. We've been having neighborhood meetings. We have been doing office hours out uh, in our uh, parks. We've been partnering with residents on neighborhood projects and with organizations on policy solutions. And my campaign was really about engaging our neighbors to talk to more neighbors. We had a great, great field campaign, talking to thousands of voters, making tens of thousands of phone calls. And that opportunity for me and volunteers working with my team to actually engage voters on the issues, on the neighborhood level projects, that is what made the difference. And I'm, you know, just, I feel really uh, good uh, at uh, this progressive mandate that I have given the four years of work I've been doing.
0: Councilmember Bess, you have a very diverse district, perhaps the most diverse in the city. And one of the things the closeness of the mayoral race, says to me is is how divided our city is right and how differently people see um the path forward to creating a a safe oakland a healthy oakland a whole oakland where where everyone can thrive how are you going to unify your constituents because because i think we've seen that fracture in d2 specifically um on a common agenda to move forward
1: well at the end of the day i think what is very real is that people do have a sense of fear, a sense of frustration. And as I was talking with my neighbors and voters, I shared with them, I have that sense of uh, frustration too. What we have in front of us is a much more unified council around compassionate, effective solutions with accountability and results. Because at the end of the day, that's what people want. Folks want safety, affordable housing, the basic city services, like keeping our streets and our parks clean. And I think we have, um, a council that can work together. Um, I believe the results will hold, uh, as we get more information from the registrar tonight with Cao in the lead, we potentially have a council and a mayor that can actually work together. And so I engage voters around, we have to pay attention to all the branches of government, as well as the county, the state, the federal government and really make our voices heard around what we want. What we want to sim- is simple. We want to feel safe. We want to make sure that everyone has a roof over their head and food on the table. And, you know, I think that's what we will be able to do. Um, and I'm really proud that I've been able to lay the building blocks for a number of those things with, you know, creating macro together with the community, um, you know, starting to build more affordable housing, um, you know, enable tenants who are housing insecure to purchase their homes with land trust. We have some building blocks that we can really leverage with a council that's more unified together with hopefully a mayor who is also going to work in partnership with us.
0: Right. And I think now that the election is over, I can say, right, that, that I, I join you in that, in that hope that we do have a progressive mayor and a progressive council. What remains, however, Council Member Bass is city staff right a, a staff that really we saw used as a pawn by the outgoing administration for the last 8 years council can't direct staff you can't even really address staff how do you build there so that things can actually move forward like the work that you just talked about building the affordable housing that Oaklanders said yes we want to fund to have built
1: well i think we have to do that from the get go you know it starts as the election results are certified Um, It starts even before the inauguration and the, you know, the new leaders put into place. Uh, We have to start thinking about a singular vision. Um, And, you know, with the results on the council, with the ballot measures, Oakland is willing to invest. We want uh, accountability. We want to make this whole system work for us. And we want results. And again, those results are a safety system that works rebuilding uh, trust with OPD, real community policing, the you know, continuing and expanding the deep violence prevention, uh, having macro alternative crisis response programs citywide and taking on more 911 calls and the deep investments, again, in housing and, um, you know, supporting our unhoused community and the basic city services we deserve. I think the council can unify around that agenda again hopefully we'll have a mayor who is willing to work with us and direct the mayor can direct and is the only person who can direct you know the police chief the city administrator to actually deliver these basics and to make sure that we are helping oaklanders feel secure safe and help have uh, people's needs met and again we can do that as oakland and we have to also continue to push on the county and other branches of government to work with us because it's going to take um, every single level of movement for that reinvestment because we have faced decades, as you know, of disinvestment in the basic safety system that everyone depends on.
0: I want to spend some time talking to you about public safety because it really is front and center on on everyone's mind. The the police chief is the same police chief that we had under the, the Schaaf administration, the police association is the same police association calling for 900 officers. You live in a district, I would say, where you've got a, a large number of constituents calling for more police. You also have a pretty progressive base Councilmember member best that that has supported you over the years that is looking for investment in more prevention, right. And things that folks believe will actually stop crime from happening in the first place. How are you going to hold those two pushes?
1: Sure. You know, I, I certainly have those two constituencies, um, district two is incredibly diverse with, um, you know, more economically, um, advantaged, uh, residents, um, you know, up in the Hills to San Antonio, uh, beat 19 X. We've been hearing about, uh, this particular beat in the news. Uh, there's a high level of homicides, shootings, armed robberies. Um, some of it is connected to human trafficking that is um, centered in my district. Um, it's sort of like a tail in two cities in terms of safety in my district. And, you know, the fact that voters overwhelmingly supported my reelection, I think is a good sign because as I have talked with uh, voters, I've had the same message I've had throughout my term. And certainly while I was working and leading the the budget last year, and that is that the metrics that we use for safety really have to be about a different set of metrics. And those metrics are the resources that we invest back in the community. They're also about, you know, how is the police responding to your nine one one calls because those priority calls should get a quick response. How is the police solving crimes? So we have to make sure that we are, um, looking at a number of factors to make this whole system work. The policing part of it, um, is necessary. and what we have to do is improve that nine one one response time by focusing police on serious and violent crime, diverting the other things to macro and other departments, and making sure police are actually investigating and solving crimes because right now we're not doing a good job. Those solve rates are below the national average, so there is an accountability. Um, that together with crisis response, violence prevention, and creating the stability so that people do not turn to these other paths, I think uh, people understand that those solutions together are what we have not had, and that's where the investment needs to happen.
0: Council Member we've worked together, and, and I feel like I know you and, and, and your values, and so I, I, I want to ask you this, this question with some delicacy. Um one of the divides that we've seen in Oakland and, and in your district is along racial lines. We've seen the, the concerns around anti-Asian hate crimes, of course. And there is growing concern about the anti-blackness that has erupted because of the way the media has stoked um, the, the fears and the flames of some of those, those incidents. I mean, we saw with the, the tragic murder of, of the dentist, Lily Zoo and, and, and the blaming of the African-American community, and it turned out not to be a member of the African-American community. Where do you see you sitting um, from your perch, your role in unifying folks and starting to heal some of the harm that, that was, was generated, um, it, it, some might say by the outgoing uh, administration intentionally?
1: You know, I think there has been a lot of blaming and scapegoating here in Oakland and across the country. And it, you know, it stokes fear, it stokes division. And I am very interested in continuing to do my part uh, to recognize the history of white supremacy, of patriarchy, of heterosexism, of economic inequality, not only here in Oakland, but across the board because those are the systems that create the harm and the fear that people are experiencing. Um, I think it's really important to recognize that when we talk about hate crimes, historically, including in the present day, hate crimes have been largely centered and targeted towards the black community as well as the LGBTQ community, which were we, we saw over the weekend yeah. and other communities of color. Um, so it's, it's, you know, it's. I think it's just really important um, to address the trauma with healing. I mean, that's a lot of what we've been trying to do. Um, a number of folks, since the uprising after George Floyd uh, was murdered, you know, really create a narrative and a practice around compassion, around healing, around reinvestment in the community. And I, you know, I understand and I believe and I want to work with other people who understand that the history of um, genocide of indigenous people, the history of enslavement of African peoples, um, as well as the history of how Asians were brought into the country, whether it was Philippine migrant workers, which is part of my history or Chinese railroad laborers. um, Those histories of oppression um, are historic and also continue to impact what's happening in our society. And we need to acknowledge that, address it, um, and find ways to, uh, find common ground. So, you know, for me as an Asian American, I will very um, proudly represent Chinatown, little Saigon and the other Asian communities here in my district and in Oakland. And at the same time, hold that black and indigenous communities have a legacy of oppression that we need to recognize and, uh, invest in in the same way that I know you, Cat, and others created the Black
0: New Deal. Last question for you, Councilmember Bass. Oaklanders, you know, are, are walking around with with definite senses of urgency. As we've been discussing, what do your first hundred days look like? Where, where can there be? I mean, I'm clear, and and folks need to be clear. City processes take time, but your first hundred days, where where are Oaklanders going to feel some relief with your next term?
1: Um, well, I want to say uh, two, a couple things uh, before I talk about policy. One is that engagement is really important, engagement in our democratic process. And so like I did when I was elected in 2018, I am going to have a District 2 town hall, and I believe other um, representatives will have other town halls um, as the new year starts. And I think that's really important to get um engagement and um you know feedback from folks at the neighborhood level about uh what we need to do at the neighborhood and the citywide level. So that's really important. Um, as council president, I am also going to continue to work towards uh unifying the council, working more closely with the mayor and the administration uh, because all branches of government need to work together in order to be effective and deliver the results that Oaklanders deserve. Um, in terms of priorities, um, housing and homelessness will continue to be a priority. Um, I was really proud to author the eviction moratorium that is still in place that has helped many, many tenants. With the state COVID emergency ending February 28th, I am working with uh, tenant advocates and others um, to look at how Oakland, um, will manage our eviction moratorium and ensure that the most vulnerable tenants, um, and others who could be adversely impacted have, um, you know, have some uh, continued relief. Um, I'm also really excited that measure you passed. that's our housing and infrastructure bond. Um, I will work with the land trust, affordable housing developers and others to make sure that we are. Uh, creating as well as preserving and acquiring affordable housing, there's a huge opportunity there. Um, in terms of public safety, um, I am really proud of the work that everyone has done around creating macro. and again, we have to make sure macro is expands citywide and we are able to divert more 911 calls from police to macro and other departments. Um, and then we have to also just deliver the basics. You know, it's unacceptable to have this level of trash on our streets, illegal dumping. I mean, people are really frustrated. And part of that is filling the vacancies that have continued to exist in our city departments. Um, So those are among the priorities. And again, I'm
0: looking forward to engaging folks through town halls uh, throughout the process. Councilmember Nikki Fortunato-Bass, congratulations, and thank you so much for joining us this morning. Thank you so much for having me. If you like what you heard, please follow us on social media at Law and Dis, that's D-I-S, and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Feel free to holler at us about something you heard or send us a show idea at lawandisorder at kpfa.org. You can also find our content live at 8 a.m. weekdays on KPFA. That's 94.1 FM in the Bay Area.